Welcome to the SG Engage podcast, where it's all social good all the time. Sit back and relax as the brightest minds from across the social good community engage with trends, big ideas, and best practices to help you drive impact. Welcome to the SG Engage podcast. I'm Melissa Furr, and I am the Social Responsibility Manager at BlackBot, a CSR practitioner and longtime advocate of the power of volunteerism. In this episode, we're going to explore how volunteerism is closely tied to personal health and wellness and how we can turn that into an opportunity in the workplace. I'm joined by Jude O'Reilly, CEO of Volunteer Match. Welcome, Jude. Melissa, so glad to be here. And thank you for the honor and privilege to be in front of the Blackboard community. Absolutely. We're happy to have you here. And for our listeners who may not know, um, let's just start off. Could you tell us a little bit about Volunteer Match? Sure. Volunteer Match is the largest source of volunteer opportunities on the internet today. We focus largely on the United States, connecting volunteers and nonprofits, uh, t- essentially taking people who have an inspiration to serve their community with the, with the community organizations that are doing that hard work every day. And we partner with you and with corporate partners to make that happen. And if people wanted to find out more, they could go to volunteermatch.org. Is that right? That's right. Or find us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. All right, perfect. Now let's dive in. So we're talking about volunteering and well-being and what that connection is. Jude, how, from your perspective, how does volunteering help create a sense of well-being for people? Well, can I start from my own experience, Melissa, and then maybe we can go we can go from there to the to the neuroscience that I think supports the idea that there's a strong connection between volunteering and, and well-being. I have to say, just as an organizational leader um, and as somebody who experienced like you and millions of others did uh, COVID in the last few years, I had a real longing to be in, in just in a part of community in the first half of 2020 when the news and the headlines were so grim each and every day. Just the idea of just getting outside of my house and connecting with other people in a safe outdoor environment in a way that felt like it was meaningful and important became, it's actually what brought me to Volunteer Match um, and, and ultimately brought me to an organization called Second Harvest of Silicon Valley, which is one of the nonprofits that I ended up working with for more than two years. So I had that, I had my own personal experience of what, just what the, the current times helped inspire in me. And then that feeling of connection I had working face-to-face, um, you know, behind our masks with um, colleagues um, from all over, the, all, over the, all over the region doing something that, that felt meaningful. And that was my own, uh, it wasn't my first, but it was certainly a strong glimpse of that connection between well-being and volunteering. And as I did research, I was inspired to see that actually neuroscientists and social scientists support that connection in even deeper ways. Yeah, it's really interesting to know, you know, that there is research pointing to this connection, and it seems like it should be obvious. I'm sure for many people it was, but, you know, this is something that many of us as CSR practitioners and HR practitioners are just beginning to explore. And um, I'm curious what you do know of the neuroscience, um, you know, the, what, what are sort of the key findings that are out there? Well, some of your listeners are probably familiar with Dr. Richard Davidson at the University of Wisconsin at Madison. He's famous for 
uh, not not simply his work around well-being, but his pra- his practice in particular evaluating the neuro rhythms and brain patterns that exist within long-time meditators. He had a relationship with the Dalai Lama and has, has he's sort of on the international scene for for that research, really sort of showing the power of meditation. And he points to four pillars of well-being. The first is awareness, so it's being present. The second is being in connection, so feeling connected to something larger than yourself. The third is insight, it's curiosity and self-knowledge. And the fourth is purpose and the connection between motivation and purpose. And if you take each one of those areas, some probably more than others, I think you can see an immediate connection between volunteering, between being part of community and that, and that, and that feeling of well-being. First, awareness. I have to say, just being in a new surrounding is one of the ways that I that I build presence personally. You can feel that you are listening like a traveler. You are you are seeing your community differently than it would be simply walking around your own house or your own community. So I think volunteering creates the opportunity for awareness. Connection, whether it's with coworkers or whether it's fellow volunteers or the communities that we are serving with with volunteering, that sense of connection for a well-designed program is often a really important part of community service. Insight, uh, I, 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 every day is a laboratory in kind of self-awareness, I think, in, in corporate leadership. I never feel that more than when I'm uh, challenged to explain to a person who is getting their first job what it was that I learned that enabled me to market myself effectively and to be an effective mentor to them. And so that at those moments of insight, those opportunities for curiosity. And then I think the fourth and probably most important, that sense of purpose. Many of us in the corporate social responsibility space or in the nonprofit space or in the corporate space are lucky to do jobs where we feel that sense of connection to our work. Um, we feel a sense of, of, of day-to-day purpose in, in the fulfillment of our responsibilities. But to be able to deepen that sense of connection to our colleagues and to our organization um, by understanding our community through service, by connecting our own personal values to the needs of nonprofits in our community, I think, I think volunteering hits upon all four of those important pillars. Yeah, you know, Jude, you've really got me thinking, I mean, this all checks out, you know, in my mind, because at BlackBot, we do an annual employee survey, and we ask lots of questions, one of which is, you know, around uh, a few, actually, which are around volunteerism. And 82% of our employees reported feeling that volunteerism positively affects their well-being. And so that's got me thinking, how can I collaborate with my colleagues who are overseeing some of our health and well-being programs and do a project together this year where we could leverage volunteerism to promote well-being. And what you're saying has got me thinking even further, how can we make sure that we lift up opportunities that are hitting on these four pillars that you talk about, you know, the awareness, connection, insight, and purpose, to make sure that those things are for sure encapsulated in the volunteer opportunities that we're promoting and pushing out this year as part of what will inevitably be a kind of a new campaign, really, um, this new collaboration. I'm excited about it. It's really in its infancy. Um, that's why I'm especially happy to be having this conversation with you because I know you have a lot of great experience with the corporate partners that you work with um, and probably have seen a lot of great, you know, innovative uh, efforts in this space. So I'm curious to know, have you seen, you know, any particular examples in the corporate sector where a company might be doing a great job of connecting volunteerism to employee well-being and bringing that into the workplace? 
I definitely have. And I think the some of the patterns that I've seen coincidentally, I think also marry with some of this neuroscience research as you were describing. Whether they read the research or not, their program design hit upon some of those key moments. And first of all, I just want to say that 82% number when you shared it with me just blew me away. I wish all organizations were tracking the the connection between employee engagement and volunteering the way that Blackboard is. That that feel that feels to me like a, a best practice that we should be we should be calling from the from the mountaintops. One one thing, one important best practice in this area for for me and for the corporate partners that we serve is to think beyond the volunteer day. Uh, and this is a clear linkage to the research. Overall, the evidence, and the evidence here comes out of the UK, is that more frequent and regular volunteering, such as weekly volunteering, is better for volunteers than being involved just a few times a year. You can also imagine that that's better for our nonprofit partners. You know, if we talk to nonprofit organizations, they often, in private moments, um, you know, while appreciating the presence of volunteers, bemoan the organizational impact that large groups of volunteers who come in on one day and learn a program and do as much good as they can in a concentrated period of time, while as useful as that is, they much prefer volunteers in most cases that will stick with the organization over a period of time that will learn a craft, that will learn the organization's purpose and practices and really get good at their work. And by the way, that marries well to that personal sense of well-being, that sense of life satisfaction that that volunteer can, can, can take from that work. So I think one best practice here for both an effective program and a better sense of well-being is going from a volunteer day to a volunteer habit to help corporations support their employee bases to weave volunteering into their day-to-day work, not simply a one-time event. And now, of course, both are important. So I don't want to gainsay either way of being in service of community. Um, But finding an appropriate balance of the two is a really effective way to build a program that has better results for employees and better results for our nonprofit partners as well. Yeah, the idea of the volunteer day to a volunteer habit, you know, I'll be honest, it's something that we... um, we kind of struggle with, you know, with competing workloads and busy schedules. And sometimes I think, and I have heard this amongst my peers in the CSR space, we have the most success engaging employees in one-off, you know, one hour or two hour sort of segments um, to get them involved in volunteerism. And they get that shot of goodness, you know, Mm -hmm. and they feel great about what they've done as they should, and they're making an impact. Um, But that real, the richness comes from that ongoing commitment, you know, to an organization that they're passionate about. And it's kind of on us to make that, to help make that initial connection, right? And hope that it goes somewhere um, because we have the power to bring these opportunities into the workspace and we should be doing that as often as we can. And it's interesting, you know, when you say volunteer day to a volunteer habit, you know, my mind instantly starts spinning around. What kind of campaign could we do around that? You know, that's really great. Um, You know, I imagine that is a piece of kind of what volunteer match is bringing to the community as well. the, The idea that there are long-term ways to engage and how beneficial this is. We definitely are, because that's been such a strong message from our network of nonprofit partners. And, and again, both things are important. So, you know, many organizations for, you know, um, for a wide variety of reasons are focused on, on major events. It's part of their it's part of their culture. It's part of their tradition as an organization. They might have limitations and less flexibility than, you know, some groups of, you know, if you're managing a manufacturing floor, that's a different set of challenges than, you know, managing a work group of of knowledge workers. 
And so not every organization is going to have that, that level of flexibility, but where it's possible, supporting that, supporting your employees and in, in creating that habit is certainly beneficial for your nonprofit partners. And I think more beneficial for the employees themselves. Um, I think there's another best practice here too. And that's, and this is also a bit of a mind shift change that to a certain extent, I think COVID has accelerated. Many organizations in the past very helpfully focused on top line corporate social responsibility goals that they had for the organization. They set the stage for their employees in supporting their volunteering. And of course, that's a very healthy and important thing. If you're an environmental consulting organization, I spoke to one a few weeks ago, um, it's very natural that your corporate social responsibility mission might be around rivers and lakes cleanups in your, in your region. And you want to bring as much resource to bear as you can to support your employees in doing that and create the scaffolding to make that easy for them. That's a healthy and important effort. You know, How does what I do in the CSR space with volunteerism feed into any of those pillars? And how could I use that as sort of the use case, the need, um, developing the need for a collaboration, you know, to kind of, not that it takes much convincing, but, you know, to get leadership on board and, you know, teammates on board for doing something centered around wellness and volunteerism. And you know, I think the thinking is that, you know, all five of these pillars, the physical, financial, emotional, social, and intellectual are interconnected, you know, and they're important to a well-rounded and balanced lifestyle. And if volunteerism, giving back, you know, can be, um, you know, a key player in that, um, then that's really valuable and something that we need to focus on. So there's opportunity there. Absolutely. That, that interconnection between the personal well-being and the organizational culture between the the, um, the the what the what the individual employee gains from connecting with with community that then also not just reflects upon but helps create stronger teams back at the office virtual or physical um, is a really important part of this mission and it's something that I I think it's it's a it is a key driver right now in top level corporate interest in in volunteering and service it is extraordinary to see i think a few years ago it was the exception to see enterprises that tracked volunteering all the way up to the executive office and today that is something that's a pattern that i'm seeing more and more from large organizations here in the united states Hmm. now i i know you've hit on two best practices and i do want to ask you about the new campaign at volunteermatch.org were there any other best practices you wanted to share with our listeners before we move on Well, maybe I'll just throw in one more. We shouldn't underestimate the potential for employees themselves to be a key motivator of other employees. And so providing avenues internally, whether it's on Slack or Teams or any of the collaborative tools that we've chosen as corporate leaders, uh, a way for them to share what they've experienced over the weekend, what they experienced in their most recent volunteer day, to to show pride, to show connection, um, to inspire others. To, whether it's a volunteer day or it's a volunteer habit, um, to inspire others to, to come join them, to share opportunities that they know work well for them, um, providing those channels for, um, for communication internally around volunteering has been another one of those areas that I think has been a, a strong marker of, of some of the best programs in volunteering that we've seen. Yeah. And again, this checks out with, you know, what, with my own learning, I think it might've been the Edelman Trust Barometer, a recent report out on their findings, you know, that most people rely on colleagues and their employers for the information that they trust the most. And so if you think about the application of that, um, I mean, it's far reaching, but if we just want to hone in on volunteerism, uh, that definitely speaks to the power of what you're talking about, that that peer recommendation, that peer driven, 
engagement is is really a key to success there. So uh, thank you for bringing that up, bringing that to light for our listeners. So let's switch gears. I'd love to hear a little bit about the new campaign at Volunteer Match and how it is sort of exemplifying a, a creative way to bring wellness and serving together. Sure. So we're obviously passionate about this connection between wellness and service, between corporate engagement and employee and, and, and the individual employee well-being. We're championing a campaign we call Get That Grin. And you will see this on social media, on Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter. And what we're looking for are great examples of just exactly what we've been talking about, like the look that you get on your face. Um, when you spend a day in service, when you step out of your ordinary routine and you connect in your community in a new way. And I'll just give you a practical example of my own life. I had the incredible privilege a few weeks ago of being in front of a, a room of 48 middle schoolers from DeKalb County in Atlanta here in the United States. And I have to tell you, I was not grinning going into that. <laughs> middle schoolers <laughs> sucked me out a little bit. I, have to, I find middle schoolers a little, I have some at home and I find them intimidating. And I feel like I am being judged. And when I, when the, the, and I took a before and after picture, which I'm happy to share with you. Um, uh, that I had some trepidation walking into that room. This was at Junior Achievement of of Georgia and Atlanta. And so when we were talking, we were running a simulation around financial literacy. And that um, that selfie that I took about halfway through that session with those kids was it just makes me smile just looking at it. Um, that opportunity I had to kind of get beyond my own fears. Um, and and develop new and profound respect for teachers, of course, um, and uh, spend a day in conversation with those guys, solving puzzles and having fun and and learning lessons that I wish I had learned at that age about about being a financially healthy adult um, was just mm-hmm. an absolute joy. So bringing that show on the road, bringing that that notion of of the just the personal joy that can come with service to community. That's what the Get That Grin campaign is all about. And sometimes it can absolutely surprise you. Like you say, um, you know, you're reminding me of when I was in my early, very early 20s and I had signed up to coach a soccer team of four and five-year-olds. And unfortunately, their practices and games were on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. So you could imagine for an early 20-something-year-old how difficult that could be sometimes. And I would arrive just dragging and then by the end of the hour, hour and a half, I would leave with the just smiling ear to ear because there's those kids were so much fun and they were so um, excited, you know, and the parents were excited and it was always invariably a beautiful day out, you know, and a great way to start the morning. And I just always left feeling so energized and refreshed. You have been there. You have been there. And so have I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. So we've hit on some really good points here. um, Just as a quick recap, um, we're talking about, we talked about some best practices about focusing on a volunteer day as well as a volunteer habit, um, considering the peer-to-peer influence, the power of employee-to-employee recommendation and uh, recruitment for engaging in volunteer events, and then also designing your program, remembering to think of grassroots and grass tops. So it is employee-influenced uh, and it's collaboratively designed. And then finally, considering the different kinds of wellness um, and how a volunteerism campaign can uh, promote or enhance that wellness and how it could be a collaborative project between you know people and culture and human resources and the CSR team. And finally, um, 
to keep in mind the awareness, connection, purpose, and insight, you know, as sort of four pillars of how volunteering helps create a sense of well-being for people. Now, Jude, did I miss anything? I think you summed it up beautifully, Melissa. And I, I guess I would just add one thing that's obvious, and that's don't let the best practices get in the way of action. There's no better way to learn, no better way to, to um, have an impact on your community with your employees to just get out there and start doing it. And I think um, corporate social responsibility leaders, HR leaders, um, will learn a lot doing this work. You've got great coaches and mentors in the nonprofit community that have led programs like this before and understand what a ha- effective and um, impactful volunteer employee program can can be like. So I think the most fundamental best practice is to just go out there and get started. Absolutely. I like that. Jude, thank you so much for joining us today and um, sharing your wisdom and your expertise with our listeners. We appreciate it. Melissa, it was a pleasure. Be well. And to our listeners, be sure to check out the resources featured in the show notes and join us for the next episode of SG Engage.